0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Wrap, brought to you by Michigan Medicine Headlines. I'm Dan Ellman with the Department of Communication.
1: And for the third straight week, I'm Dan's co-host, Bailey Merzik. Today is an exciting episode as we kick off a monthly wellness series called Caregiving on the Frontlines.
0: That's right. Every month, we're going to cover a different topic that has to do with caregiving, whether it's caring for children, elderly family members, saving for college, or any other stressor that might affect your health and well-being.
1: Now, before we get into that conversation, be sure you go back and listen to any episode of The Wrap you may have missed. You can find shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any other podcast hosting platform. New episodes can also be found on the Michigan Medicine YouTube channel, and as part of the headlines, we can review.
0: All right, Bailey, let's kick off our wellness series with the brainchild behind it all, Dr. Helen King Morgan, who created the Caregiving Boost Initiative at Michigan Medicine. Helen, thank you so much
2: for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. First,
1: can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and why this topic became important
2: for you to work on? Sure, so I am a professor of obstetrics and gynecology and learning health sciences here at Michigan Medicine. I have I'm a total townie. I was born and raised in Ann Arbor and I did my medical school residency and I've been on faculty for 16 years now. I um, I have two daughters that are um, 12 and 15 years old and my husband is also uh, in my department he's a department uh, he, uh, Dan Morgan he is also a professor within my department and um, I think for many of us we have our professional identities our professional lives and our families whether it's our children or taking care of our parents is such an important part of our everyday and I think for a long time, it wasn't talked about in terms of how these can be such stressors, um, taking care of little kids, taking care of sick parents, um, especially for women, but, but definitely impacts men as well in terms of their career development, in terms of promotion and kind of leadership opportunities.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of times we were sort of expected to leave your personal life at home, right? When you came into the office or the clinic or wherever it was, and not really worry about that. And it's not really that easy to do that. Um, yeah, but
2: I, remember, I remember when I went back to, when I was pregnant with my first child, my obstetrician, Cosmandeman at, at the time, told me, it's going to be really hard when you go back to work. And I remember thinking, really? Like, oh, no, it's good. I've got child care lined up. It's going to be okay. And it was horrible. <laughs> I felt so <laughs> guilty. Yeah. And I don't think I was expecting that.
0: Yeah. So now you're, you and your colleagues have done a lot of work. What are some of the gaps that you've identified so far?
2: So I was very fortunate to connect with several other faculty who were interested in this topic, Heather Burrows and Durga Singer from Pediatrics. And in October 2019, so this was before the pandemic, uh, we sent out a survey to all Michigan medicine physicians. And we identified that for many faculty physicians at Michigan, uh, especially women, they felt uncomfortable talking to either their department chair, or the division leadership about this, and we found that um, women physician faculty were were much more likely to turn down a leadership role or um, turn down a committee assignment or turn down an opportunity to uh, present at a national meeting uh, more than their male colleagues. Um, And then we all know that COVID happened. And I think the silver lining of every, all of the terrible disruptions that happened with COVID was that these conversations had to happen because schools closed down, because everybody, faculty, staff, learners, were dealing with kids at home doing remote learning um, in the midst of a, a busy workday that these conversations had to kind of come to a head uh, about how do we manage all these different balls up in the air. And why is it so important to address caregiving needs right now? So, um, you know, it's, it's September 7th and uh, kids are back in school, finally, like back in person, back in school. And I think that for everybody right now, it feels, it can feel like a new beginning in a positive way that we have all been through so much um, over the past two and a half years. Um, nothing that any of us could have ever imagined. but we are finally at a place where we can start thinking about regrowth and rebuilding and to move from just how do I survive through this day? How do I survive through this week to how can I thrive? How can I reconnect with what I love to do and not just what I absolutely had to do um, because we were all stretched so thin. And, um, And we know that burnout, is um, burnout rates are at a really record high right now for everybody. Everybody's tired. Everybody's emotionally exhausted from what we've all been through, and I think a part of dealing with burnout is talking about what are the some of the stressors and how can we create supports for those stressors instead of saying just figure it out on your own. And I'm so appreciative of the Michigan Medicine Wellness Office that offered an opportunity for faculty to be you know, selected as wellness faculty associates to, to really delve deeply into a systems problem and create new initiatives to address these issues. And um, I was very fortunate that they recognized that these caregiving needs are, are really pressing right now um, for our community.
0: Yeah, and I think that's sort of the idea behind the Caregiving Boost initiative that you've helped spearhead. Can you talk a little bit more about that initiative?
2: Yeah, I'm so, so, so excited about this. We had our first meetings yesterday, and um, I'm so, so proud of um, the way everybody has really volunteered their time and energy. So we had this idea that really built from the idea of... um, boost teams that the Department of Surgery had actually offered for their mid-career faculty of, you know, we all know that mentorship has many, many benefits. Um, Mentorship is hard though sometimes, especially when we're all busy people. And so the idea was, can you provide some sort of team-based mentorship around for faculty who have caregiving needs? So either um, elder care or child care or, or many times both. So we have four um, individuals who applied and were selected to be one of the inaugural mentees for our Caregiver Boost Initiative. And then we have a whole team of mentors for each individual. Um, and when we had our first two meetings yesterday, we had you know a team of faculty that were just really talking to the mentee about what are your stresses right now? How can we help you to figure out what your goals are so that you can feel like you, Um, have really reconnected with what what drives you in a positive way um, so that you feel like you are thriving, um, both professionally and personally. Um, And I I couldn't believe how willing people were to give their time for this. We're all very, very busy and we're all stretched thin. But almost everybody that I asked to be part of this team, uh, part of these teams said yes because um, I think that this is a, a topic that people recognize is really important to talk about and are, are very willing to share their experiences.
1: Yeah, so you kind of touched on a little bit, but um, with everyone being stretched so thin, as you mentioned, was it hard to recruit people uh,
2: to be a part of this project? I think almost everybody said yes. Um, I had a few people who said, oh gosh, I'm just I'm stretched too thin, but almost everybody said yes. And it was so nice to have these conversations yesterday where faculty were sharing um, their own experiences about feeling guilty when they would go to daycare and the daycare would say, I don't, I've never seen you before. Can you provide some identification even though you're the mom? Um, and sharing experiences about how there's no rush that um, it was so nice to have faculty in very senior positions say, it's okay right now when you have kids with really a lot of needs to say that this is gonna happen and maybe the five-year t- plan turns into a 10-year plan, but you have to give grace to yourself. And these were such such wonderfully supportive conversations we were able to have. Yeah,
0: that, that's amazing. Uh, so I wanna, I wanna close it out with this because clearly you've gone through it with two children of your own and, and you have all this experience working with other people. Do you have any sort of life hacks or, or pro tips for those who are struggling with caregiving, burnout or just wellness in general?
2: I have to say that most of my like life hacks have been given to me by others. I can't claim credit for any of them. Um, because it's the beginning of the school year, I think it's so helpful. You, you get the calendar. Many of us receive the calendars for our schools, like our school, kids' school academic calendar. And as soon as humanly possible, put those dates into your calendar. Um, if it's possible to ask your, teacher when parent teacher conference sign up is going to be so that you can put it on your calendar so that you can be the first human to to sign up for the parent teacher conference spots because they're often from 3 to 6 p.m And we all know we need the ones that are closer to 5 or five thirty or six o'clock uh, it's so much harder for many of us to make the three o'clock appointments um and similarly give ourselves some grace if you can't make some of those things on the school calendar because we're we're busy and we're working and, and that's okay that's It's not the most important parts about being a parent. Um, It's not just physically being there, but physically being the best parent you can be.
1: All right, thank you so much, Helen, for your insight today, but your work isn't done just yet. Every week we ask four quick questions to our guests as part of the lightning round. Are you ready to go? Sure, ready.
0: All right, so we've talked a lot about wellness today. What is one way that you love to turn off at the end of a long work day?
2: So I, um, I'm probably going to share a little bit more than you thought I was going to share with this question. So because I'm perimenopausal now, like being able to get good sleep is so important. So I have a whole thing about no electronics after seven o'clock. I have to have a book that I read just for pleasure um, that, that is relaxing because if anything gets disrupted, then I don't get a good night's sleep. And so I have a whole ritual, my whole family is aware of like get the phone away from me. I need to get a good night's sleep.
1: Um, last weekend was National Cinema Day. What is your favorite movie that you could watch over and over again?
2: My younger daughter and I have probably watched Crazy Rich Asians 10 or 12 times, like on a plane or just like all the time. So I guess that's the first one that came to mind.
0: Is it, is it more a documentary or a drama? Like would you, would you? Yeah, no, I know what it is, but would you say that it's more uh, accurate than than just there for for pleasure?
2: Uh, it's not really a, a a life that a lifestyle that I know. And yeah, so, yeah, that's fine. It's probably more just for fun.
0: Yes, absolutely. All right. Uh, you mentioned you've lived in Ann Arbor basically your entire life. So, what's your favorite thing to do in Ann Arbor?
2: Oh, my. Um younger daughter, and I just had the, we spent Labor Day, the two of us were home while my older daughter was in Grand Rapids with my husband playing tennis, and we made a list of all the things we wanted to do. And so some of the things were going down the slide at Fuller Pool. (laughs) Um, We ate outside at York, which was so fun. They have these nice food trucks and um, a a DJ there. And then, um, you know, walking around the Arb, which of course is close to it's so beautiful and we're so lucky that we are, are right there.
1: And one more question. If you never went into healthcare, what would you likely be doing for your career?
2: I, I think I'd be a teacher. Um, I think the teachers all deserve so much recognition and gratitude for what they've been through. So that's why I'm a little hesitant to say it because the teachers have gone through everything in the last three years. But if I weren't in healthcare, I'm I'm pretty sure I'd be a teacher. That's great.
0: Well, thank you so much, Helen, for your insight and for helping kick off this important series on The Wrap. If you want to learn more about the Caregiving Boost initiative, go to mmheadlines.org. And of course, stay tuned to The Wrap every month as a different team member comes on to share their insight into specific topics that will help you in your daily life.
1: Now, while you're at Headlines checking out the Caregiving Boost Initiative story, be sure you take a look at all the other featured stories from this past week. For instance, readers had a chance to recognize their colleagues as Michigan Medicine MVPs, and there was a story designed to help you stay safe while online. Find all that and more at mmheadlines.org. All
0: right, it's time for the weekly trivia contest. Now, last week we asked listeners, the Royal Cancer Center recently submitted a grant renewal for which type of support grant? The answer is the National Cancer Institute's Cancer Center Support Grant. Congratulations to Brittany Lyons who sent in the correct answer. And now for this week's question, here's Bailey.
1: What year was the Michigan Medicine Wellness Office created? Once again, what year was the Michigan Medicine Wellness Office created? You can find the answer in this week's headline story. And once you know it, send it to headlines at med.umich.edu for your chance to win a prize.
0: All right, that's all the time we have for this week. Ellen, thank you so much for joining us. And thanks, as always, to all of our listeners and viewers for everything you do for patients, families, and each other. We'll see you next week.